Bonsoir, welcome to the rendez-vous. I'm Simon Marcel. First time you're joining the show, FYI, this accent is French, straight from Paris. We talk about love here, we take you calls, we, we talk about your relationships, we talk about my relationships, and, and I'm single right now. So I, you know, I love hearing other people's stories, and, and, and you know how much I love the romantic stories. That's a big golden egg of this show. So that's the program, The Rendezvous. And actually, I got a phone call waiting for me. I have a woman in an open relationship, and her boyfriend is mad at her for ooh-la-la-ing with other people, even though it's open. Let me go help her next on The Rendezvous. Simon Marcel, bonjour. You have a question? 855-905-8255. Bonjour, Annie. Bonjour, Simon. Bonjour, Annie. What is up? How can I help you? Well, I just have a question about whether I did something wrong or not, whether this was truly wrong. The, my current boyfriend and I, when we first started dating, you know, we, we said we had an open relationship so that we could see other people. You know, both of us, we could both see other people. Okay. And so I did, and... You know, still saw him, but kept it open like we discussed. We never had like a firm ending to that. It was never like, okay, let's no longer see other people. Mm -hmm. But we got closer and closer, and eventually we were, you know, we're boyfriend-girlfriend now. And we've been together about 10 months. But in those first few months, I was still dating other people. And then he just recently found out, and he's very upset with me. And feels like I was. it was very wrong of me to do that. And I feel like it wasn't wrong because we never established, okay, we're, it's just the two of us. We can't see other people. But he's making me feel bad. So, Annie, he's making you feel bad even though you guys agreed to be open and not to be exclusive? Yeah, yeah. So, uh, listen, in life, friendships or, or relationships, um, once we agree to something, we can't sell it on. We didn't agree to it. So, on this, you're going to be very firm and own the original agreement and say, listen, you can't be disappointed at me, or maybe you can, but I'm not going to feel guilty about it because we agreed to that. That was what we discussed. So, you know, we can change that now if we, we both agree to change. If I just be exclusive, but I don't regret doing it, and I don't want you guilt because guilt is a form of hate. It's a passive-aggressive move to make you feel bad, Annie, and you don't deserve that because you just followed the agreement. So talk to him, own the agreement, and then he can be a big boy and just say, that's right, that's what happened, and from now on, just exclusive, or it's going to give you, you know, shenanigans and all that, and then, you know, you give him a little distance. So that's the solution, I think. Okay, I, you know, I started to feel like I was crazy or something. No, no, I, no, I, I, Annie, you know, you're not crazy at all. You agreed to something together. You can't go back and say, "Oh my, I can't believe the person you are." That's that's not how it works. So. Okay, well, thank you, thank you for own yeah, it. Telling that. Absolutely, own the agreement and own the truth always. Okay. All, All right. right. And Thank best of so luck to you. Thank you. Thank you. Bye-bye now. Bye. You know, something came to my mind. Whether it's friend with benefits or an open relationship, open marriage, at one point, there's always the same problem. Let's talk about it next on The Rendezvous. Thank you for listening to The Rendezvous. I'm Simon Marcel. I just talked to Annie that her boyfriend and her had an agreement, it was open, and then he's telling her nine months later, hey, I can't believe you did this, I didn't expect you to be like this, and she, she felt bad. And it makes me think that every time we go out of the original old school way of doing things, like friends with benefits, like opening marriage and all this, at one point, either somebody catches feelings or there's a misunderstanding on one of the two didn't enjoy it, what was happening, and it goes back like a boomerang to hurt your relationship. So just, you know, I'm no judge at all, but I'm just feeling that maybe before you decide to open your relationship, before you decide to go just friend with benefits, just remember that at one point, 
is going to come back and you're going to have to face what happened. And so if you're cool with it, good for you. But please remember, it will come back to hunt one of the two almost always. And if you ever hear your partner tells you, hey, I just want to be friends with benefits or let's open a relationship, let me tell you exactly what it means. Let's just break the unspoken once and for all. That's next on The Rendezvous. Bonsoir, Simon Marcel. You're listening to The Rendezvous. So I was just talking about the unspoken. What does it mean when your partner tells you, hey, let's open our relationship or marriage or you meet somebody that, oh, listen, I like you, but I just want to be friends with benefits. It means I'm not really into you anymore or at all. I just want one part of you. Friend with benefits wants the ooh-la-la. That's the benefit, obviously. And if you're married or in a committal relationship, the one partner who says, let's open the relationship, is not saying, because I don't want a ooh-la-la with you anymore. So instead of maybe going to a therapist together and work together on your relationship to repair it, once you open the relationship or you don't say, oh, it's okay, I'll just find my satisfaction somewhere else, you're just not helping the relationship. You're just building the gap to be bigger and bigger and bigger. So now that you know what it means, maybe you think like me, old school is better than the uh, other way around. And you call that next, 855-905-8255. Bonjour, I'm Simon Marcel. You're listening to The Rendezvous. Romantic and love stories, other heartbeat of this show. Bonjour, Al. Bonjour, Simon. Bonjour. You have a, a story for us? Yeah, I, uh, I have an interesting story. Uh, several years ago, I was with a girl who uh, I loved very much. Uh-huh. And uh, I took her on a, uh, a travel vacation. She never traveled outside of her, our hometown. Okay. So I, I took her to New York City, and uh, we were in Sister Park. And uh, we were just sitting there, and it was like fall, right before winter. So the, the leaves and stuff were changing. It was cool. It was, you know, it was really romantic. Yeah. And then uh, she... She uh, leaned in, she hugged me, and uh, she goes, I don't care if we're home or far away from home. As long as I'm in your arms, I am home. Uh, and then after that, we exchanged cards that always mm-hmm. said home sweet home. But shortly after that, she was diagnosed with uh, like a rare form of like a bone cancer. Mm-hmm. And uh, I didn't know that she kept it from me. So she was she, she got diagnosed and she was basically terminal. And uh, mm, so then we, what sorry. we did, we just traveled every couple months until she passed away. And every time we, uh, we had basically exchanged cards, just you know, that would say like something sweet that we liked about each other that wasn't normal. Like, you know, uh, yeah, I, she's like when I used to take her to dinner. But then what she would say was like, I like the way your hair blows in the wind or something like that. And then uh, we would say, home sweet home. Uh, and then so basically when she passed away, she handed me a card. And she told me not to read it until she uh, passed away. And uh, uh, I actually didn't read the card for like a year because uh, I just couldn't no. I couldn't do it, you know. And then when I opened the card, she uh, basically said that um, my body is no longer here, but my heart will always be home. Mm-hmm. And then basically, she, basically it was her way of saying that she's always going to be with me. Um, I see. And so now something simple was like a home sweet home sign and like a Walmart. I understand. Well, like give me like a like a warm rush to my body, like a little tear to my eye. Something simple. And that's that's what I think love is the, should be about. Mm-hmm. Nothing nothing fancy, jewelry, trips, any of that mm-hmm. stuff. It's just something simplistic as just a little phrase that For makes sure. you feel and makes you think about that person. Unfortunately my person's no longer here. 
physically, but she's here in spirit. Gesture, I will always be with them. Absolutely. She's here in spirit and, and with the soul. Thank you so much for, um, um, I, I don't know what to say, I, you know, uh, for that, for that um, very touching story. And um, sorry for your loss, really. Um, and thank you for, for sharing that. That's also life sometimes. So thank you so much. Oh, uh, oh thank, thank you for letting me tell that story. Have a good night. Oh, you too, my friend. What a touching story. But there is in that unique story a, a, a lesson. And I'll share that with you next. So stay with me. Welcome back to the rendezvous. I'm Simon Marcel. We um, we just heard the story from uh, from Al, who um, sadly lost his girlfriend uh, and the love of his life in a way years ago, and told us, you know, all the signs he sees now and all the things that he've lived with her, and he's grateful that he he had all those moments with her. And and um, and it's something that the lesson of this. I was listening to him, and and uh, very touching. So was my producers. Everybody was. Uh, very sad to hear this, of course, but it's also very sweet because we all know, don't want to be uh, Debbie Downer, but we all know that there is an end for all of us at one point. So all the love, all the memories, they stay with us forever. We keep in our heart all those sweet moments and we can relive them over and over and over and, and accept the unacceptable. So something to keep in mind. Um, I often think of the people that uh, passed in my life and I, uh, my grandfather, Marcel, and others, you know, I'm grateful to have the moments with them. And then uh, I don't forget about them. They're still in my heart forever. Uh, you emails are next. Thank you for joining The Rendezvous. I'm Simon Marcel. When you can't call me, but you have a question, just email it to me at therendezvousshow.com. Trisha, what do we have? All right. So this is a listener email from Whitney. Yes. She says, Simon, I need your help. Okay. My boyfriend's mom walked in on us doing the ooh-la-la. Oh, my gosh. We are staying at their place, and he convinced me to do it with him, even though I told him it wasn't a good idea. But we did it anyway, and she walked in and said, oh, my God, and left. I'm so embarrassed. My boyfriend says not to worry about it, but I feel like I should apologize. Do you think I should say something to her or pretend it never happened? Listen, this, I just relieved my own story there. I'm, you know, it happened to me once, uh, way back when. So stay with me. I'll tell you what to do next. Welcome back to the rendezvous with Simon Marcel. Bonsoir. So I got this email at the rendezvousshow.com from Whitney, who says basically her boyfriend's mom caught them doing the ulala at her house and didn't know what to do, and now she wants to know if. Uh, she should apologize or say nothing and pretend it never happened. So just I, before I answer to you, Whitney, I mean, I, I I had the same situation way back when in, in Paris at the country house. Uh, we, we went, me and my girlfriend in our early 20s, and uh, it was not in the house, really. It was in the park, and uh, it was my dad that walked by and saw kind of some movements, I would say, of some ooh-la-la. And so then I really didn't know what to say. My girlfriend said, oh, my God, because my father is very old school and, and all that and, and very serious man. So she said, should we apologize? Should we? What should we do? And I said, I, I don't know. I don't want to talk about it with my dad. How awkward. So basically what I did after that is an hour or two later, as we walked by and, and my father and my mom had tea, I just, you know, I just said that, you know, we're sorry. And my dad was a great sense of humor said, sorry for what? Like, he, he pretended he never saw anything. And that's my answer to you, Whitney, is that I think it's always good to apologize, but make it very light. 
So Whitney, your boyfriend should just go to his mom and just say, hey, mom, I'm sorry for what happened. You shouldn't have to do it, of course. And hopefully the mom will just get it because she's a mom and she made him anyway. So, you know, he should apologize because it's his mom. And then um, it's all good. Remember, none of this is the end of the world. Adults are adults. Just maybe don't say yes again if he says, let's do it at my mom's house. That's my final advice. You know, there's another thing that I want to share with you is that parents in France and parents in America, when it comes to ooh things are very different. And I'll explain to you why. Stay with me. Bonsoir, I'm Simon Marcel. Welcome back to The Rendezvous. And my accent, if it's the first time you're joining the show, is French. So I was just talking about, you know, how parents react differently maybe in France and America, even when they see their adult children, you know, being caught doing ooh My father kind of caught me but pretend he never saw anything. And then I got this email from Whitney that her boyfriend's mom <laughs> caught them doing the ooh at her house and didn't know what to do. The big difference, I'll be honest, is that when I was younger, in my late teens and even in my early 20s, I would sometimes spend a night at my parents with my girlfriend. That was totally cool. There was never a problem. My parents are very liberal. And most of the French people are very liberal too, by the way. And so it was like an easy breezy vibe. As long as you were decent, of course, and not exposing yourself. But it was like, it's okay. People are you know, having a good time at my house. And I'd rather have them be safe at home than being outside in a truck or somewhere hiding. Which is very different than what's happening here. And there's another side of that cultural difference between America and France when it comes to nudity. Big, big difference. I'll explain to you what is it next. Bonsoir, good evening, Simon Marcel. So I'm talking about the differences between France and America when it comes to the ooh-la-la and, and, and even at your parents when you were a young adult or uh, even about nudity. Because if you've ever been to France, I would say on the beaches, by the ocean, the Mediterranean, more than half of the women are you know, half naked, the top out, and we see that from the beginning and some are totally naked and nobody cares. So of course there's not really strip clubs, the whole thing is different, right? We see nudity as part of a normal thing uh, in life as a human being. It's different here, so you've got to respect the culture you live in. But it's something that changes definitely the way we look at each other as shocking or totally normal. Uh, here it's very shocking to see you know, some part of nudity, and sometimes it's even illegal, in France, uh, especially by the beaches and all of that, it's totally cool. Just FYI, if you ever go to France and, and see you know, half-naked people all over the place, oh my God, what is happening? It's just the way we live back there. But here and now, you call our next, 855-905-8255. Welcome back to The Rendezvous. I'm Simon Marcel. You know how much I love your romantic stories. 855-905-8255. Bonjour, Mandy. Bonjour, Simon. Bonjour, bonjour. You have a, a romantic story to share with me tonight? Yeah, I do. Please. Okay. Um, so I had a friend um, named Brian, mm -hmm. and we were just friends, but we always lived in different cities, and I was always traveling, and he lived far away, and any time I'd come home to visit my parents, um, he lived in the same town. So, you know, every, you know, we'd grab a cup of coffee or a glass of wine anytime I was, you know, home visiting my family. Mm -hmm. And um, I was living in Chicago at the time. And he was like, you know, I've never visited Chicago. Like, I should come visit. And a couple of my other friends were like, yeah, I, I love Chicago. Like, I want to come visit you too. And so 
my two friends couldn't come. So it was just my friend Brian that was going to come. And I'm like, oh, God, is this weird? Like, he's going to be staying with me. I feel weird now because it was just going to be like a bunch of friends. Mm -hmm. And I was like, you know what? Whatever. I'm going to just have him come and not worry about it. And he ended up flying out to Chicago to meet me. Um, And we ended up... (laughs) This is so crazy. We ended up in one day falling madly in love and have not looked back since. Like, it was like the last person on the planet I expected to fall in love with. He was like completely opposite of me, not my type. That's why we were friends for years, but we just never saw a romantic connection. And then in one day we spent like 24 hours. I was like, I know that I'm in love with him. Listen, I mean, you know, this this is why I love doing this show because, man, the, all those stories, it, it it makes you believe in love. I mean, anyone who listens to, to the show here, I mean, stories after stories, the unexpected, the unpredictable happens, and bing, you're in love. I mean, thank you so much, Mandy. I, I love these stories. What can I say? I'm a French romantic, so I love that. <laughs> I, it gives me hope, and it gives all of us hope that, you know, true love is around the corner. Thank you so much, Mandy, and congrats to you and him. Yes, have a good night. You too. Bye-bye. Bye. More rendezvous next. Bonsoir, good evening, and welcome back to the rendezvous, Simon Marcel. You know, it's it's late at night, and, and I'm still as energized at the beginning of the evening, but for one reason. Because, honestly, all the calls and all the stories and the questions, I never thought in my life when I was in, in, in marketing and advertising, but ever 10 years ago, that I would be, you know, having the chance to listen to so many great stories and be able to help. And like I always said, don't do like me, do better than me. I'm still single. But when I hear stories like just Mandy's and others of how well people, you know, live together, fall in love together and all this, and I've had my share of luck too, is falling in love. True love exists and if you haven't found it yet, it's coming. You know, I'll never stop doing this show just for that reason. Just who doesn't want to hear those wonderful stories? Uh, another thing that I love doing is, is my podcast, La Confession on Our Heart Radio. So if you haven't heard it, it's what I call my cherry on the cake. It's all about love and relationships. Just go to Our Heart Radio app, type La Confession. I'll be back tomorrow. Thanks again for listening. Have a good night. And as I always say to you, bonne nuit les petits. The Rendezvous Show.